so this is really the time to kind of think, you know, am I making a decision from a rational place or just out of frustration and anxiety? Mm -hmm. And so best decisions are made when they're not made in emotion. And yet it may feel impossible to override our emotions this holiday season. Marva Robinson wants us to shift our focus. This will really be, um, you know, a staycation where you can surround yourself with some of your favorite things, things you have not had time for, and just really take the time out for yourself. Giving back is also great. You know, I've been wondering how will a lot of the shelters handle um, passing out meals. And so maybe checking in to see if what you would have normally cooked as a huge dinner, you may be able to drop off and, and give to someone else. I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. This holiday season is a hard time for family relations. That's something Christina Meadows-Jackson has learned firsthand. She's an OBGYN in St. Louis. And because she's on call for the Thanksgiving holidays, she had been planning to host Thanksgiving this year. Well, COVID-19 had other plans, and she joins us today to tell us about it. Uh, Dr. Meadows-Jackson, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Sarah. My pleasure. So heading into this year's Thanksgiving season, how did you envision gathering with your family? Well, um, it was my turn to host this year. So my uh, I usually host my family, and then I was going to host my husband's family. We do Wednesday with my family, and then Thanksgiving with my husband's family. So I have had these great plans of having we have a detached garage, um, so air can flow through it. There's some fans in our garage. Um, we have several space heaters um, that we're ready to turn on and just have an outside air-flowing garage. Every family got their own table. Um, I felt like I just I kind of had it all, you know, we have a buffet style. You have to hand sanitize before you go through the line. You have to wear your mask when you go through the line so you're not breathing on the food. I felt like I kind of thought of every detail to just to be safe. You know, I still wanted to gather with my family and be with them for the holiday. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Um, and that's that's what I was hoping to do. Um, well, so it sounds like a great plan. What kind of reaction did your family have to this? Well, one side of the family was not very excited about the plan. Um, they were they just wanted some normalcy to their holiday, you know, all the masking and everything and all the COVID. And I think just everybody has COVID fatigue and, mm -hmm. and they just wanted to be, they don't want to be cold for Thanksgiving and freezing in my garage, despite my, my space heaters. Um, but they, they wanted to be, you know, inside on a couch watching football, like just some like normalcy. Doing um, what you always through. do. Right, right, right. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't met too kindly. Um, it was uh, it, it was it was hard. Uh, we didn't agree at all. So did you decide? All right, fine. Let's just all move inside. Let's sit on the couch and watch TV like we did last year. No, it actually we kind of had a, a little bit of a heated argument about it. It um, you know we started talking about it and you know, I started, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's do this and, you know, kind of telling them my plans and, um, and, and, and they were just like, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. We want, and I just kept on, you know, talking about the, you know, coronavirus and like how it's just not worth the risk. And it's, you know, just one day and um, how, you know, it's, it, 
the virus is so frightening. Like some people get nothing and then other people die and then there's everything in the middle. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just so crazy. Um, and it was just, uh, it just was met with just, just wanting normalcy and not wanting to just wanting to be comfortable and not wanting to deal with it just for one day. So, so did you guys have to just agree to go separate ways at that point? Ultimately, we did. So I don't know what that side of the family is doing still. I don't know. We um, last we heard they were going to gather together um, at one of the homes and and just without us, which is really sad. You know, I you know, to me, you know, Thanksgiving is, you know, being about around family and being thankful for all the things that you have. And it was just really sad to me to not be able to you know, share that with that side of the family, like, you know, that we have been, we've been kind of excluded because of our, our, you know, our, our concern for, you know, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was sad. So are you still going to go ahead with this garage plan for the other half of the family? So since the numbers and the positive um, rate has been elevating over the last couple of weeks, we have decided to forego that plan. So mm-hmm. Now we are going to have a Zoom Thanksgiving, so um, so that will be very interesting. I think uh, my husband's going to set up like the screen on our dining room table and <laughs> put the camera above it. So it'll be kind of like we'll be sitting there. We'll, we're all going to have our own meal, and um, I, I will see how it goes. So, um, but yeah, but because we, we have a lot of small children in our family, that so, can make um, it hard with Zoom. <laughs> Yes. And then my sister had a really good idea. In addition to like doing the Zoom, uh, maybe like after dinner, we could do like a family game night type Mm -hmm. deal. So um, again, with the small children, I don't know how that's going to work. But um, I think that's what uh, I think that's what we're going to do. And um, we've been kind of researching some different games that you can play um, over Zoom. and, And yeah, hopefully we'll just make the best of it. So um, my uncle, he usually has like a, a little bit of a beer tasting thing. Everybody brings like the best beer they had this that year and they do a small beer tasting. And I said, you know, why don't you do that over Zoom? Do it, you know, like everybody just distribute all the, you know, a beer of, that they liked and just kind of do it over Zoom. So I don't know. I think if people get creative, uh, you know, it, it can work. It's not going to be the same as last year, um, but I think it can it can work if you just think outside the box. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great way to salvage it. Are are you disappointed that you're not able to pull off this garage Thanksgiving after all the work and the thought you put into it? I am. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, the reason I did the garage, you know, thought up the garage, you know, plan was because I wanted everybody to be safe. And as everything, as things are unfolding, that just like, even though, you know, that's a very I think low risk way to do it. It's probably just not the safest. So um, I think we're just going to hunker down and do the do the very distanced Thanksgiving. Um, I it, it, it's it's so it is weird to me to think that I won't you know see the side of my family this year. So um, it, it, it makes me sad. Um, but you know it I will see them again. Um, it, you know we'll we'll have another holiday to figure out in about a month or so. Um, for the um, we celebrate Christmas, so we'll see how that goes there. So we might be back at square one, but who knows? So well, yeah. Dr. Christina Meadows Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure, and happy Thanksgiving to you and to all your listeners.
And now Dr. Meadows Jackson is not alone in navigating these family matters. Safe to say most of us at St. Louis on the Air are grappling with something along the same lines, and maybe you are too. If that's the case, we want to invite you to join our conversation. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. We'd love to hear what's happening with your family and how you're dealing with it. And joining us now to provide an expert's perspective is Marva Robinson. She's a licensed clinical psychologist and an adjunct faculty member at Webster University, and she's here to help sort out how to deal with family members and even friends in this pandemic. So Marva Robinson, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So many of us complained about the difficulty of getting on the same page with family members about all sorts of issues, even before this pandemic. How does the fear of COVID-19 heighten the stakes? Well, it heightens the stakes because, um, as we've seen, there are um, two opinions and two approaches to how to handle the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like your previous um, caller, you may have two different views. And so it does kind of, you know, throw down the gauntlet in terms of having to go one way or the other. It's kind of difficult to compromise on something like this. Mm -hmm. So it it definitely does add a, a, a new level of stress. Um, to the holidays and and determining what your alternative plans will be. Yeah, I mean, we can't just agree to disagree. The choices that we're making here (laughs) directly affect how our family's holiday is going to go. Is there any way that that you can announce, hey, uh, our family Thanksgiving is just canceled without there being a whole lot of hurt feelings from from people who might not share your your fear of of COVID-19? Well, I think... um, in order, when you make the announcement, you have to think to yourself, you're making the announcement not to get back um, the warm and fuzzy feedback. You're making the announcement um, because you're standing um, on a certain principle, mm-hmm. right? And so once you shift the focus of the announcement, it becomes a little less personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can also kind of anticipate what some of the feedback will be. Um, But if you make your um, statement about how you will choose to proceed and you give the reasons why, um, especially being the host who would have the majority of the work anyway, Uh um, then you can kind of, you know, feel okay about why you made the choice you made. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Here's sort of a tricky thing I've been hearing about some fr- from some friends. What if you have some family members that you've kind of you've been sharing that bubble with them, and then you have some other family members where they are not in any sort of bubble whatsoever? Can you cut out <laughs> half of your family, still invite the family members that you trust, and not have bad blood for the next decade? That would certainly be a tricky situation. Um, And it it actually does happen because you may have um, family members that are in the same household or they've been, like you said, in the same bubble, grocery shopping for one another, being around one another for the majority of the time. And then others want to join. I think you really just have to, again, stick to, you know, this is why this is occurring. This is my reason, you know, and 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 stick to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would expect that there may be some hurt feelings. Um, hopefully, those other family members are also aware um, and look at the numbers and see the numbers and the announcements and won't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you're just erring on the side of caution. Hmm. Well, we asked our listeners for their thoughts on this, and and we'll get to our phone lines here in just a moment. But we did get a voicemail from David in South St. Louis County, and he explained to us why he's changed his plans this year. 
we have canceled our Thanksgiving plans with my parents and my sister and her husband. Uh, my sister and her husband go to church with people that don't wear masks and continue being around people that are unmasked. And they don't seem to take the seriousness of the situation. And my parents continue to be around my sister as a result. So we are not doing Thanksgiving with family this year. My wife and I and our two young children are just going to stay home and eat at our, uh, by ourselves at home. And I'm going to cook everything for us at home this year. It's been a big emotional battle for our family with us saying that we need to take proper precautions and the other side of the family disagreeing. I'll be thankful for next year's Thanksgiving. Hopefully by then there'll be a vaccine that everyone will be able to get. Hopefully my family will be smart enough to take the vaccine. And that was David from South St. Louis County. Marva, it sounds like he's got some good perspective here. As he says, there was a big family battle, but he doesn't sound, he sounds comfortable with the choices that he's made. Exactly. And you can hear in his response the reasons why he's comfortable. Um, He was able to state um, the evidence as he's seen it. He stated that he's erring on the side of caution and therefore he's able to make that decisive decision. Um, I don't take lightly that this decision will be easy, especially for those who host. Um, When I've spoken with some of my patients, I I can say people who tend to host the dinner are the nurturers of the family. They do it to create memories. Um, Why else would someone, you know, stay up late cooking a lot of food um, Mm -hmm. and end up doing all the dirty work afterwards, right? (laughs) So people who host tend to do it for the memories. And so for them, this will be a very challenging time. However, um, they are making these decisions, those that are choosing not to host because they are looking at the science, they are heeding recommendations, and because they're nurturers, they don't want to be the ones who can, who may inadvertently contribute to having an empty chair at next year's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that sounds very grim, but that's the reality that we're dealing with. And so for those who may feel some hurt, um, I think they do want to be cautious because they would hate to think that, you know, because of their gathering that they chose to host, someone um, got really ill and and may not be at next year's Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. That is some valuable perspective there. And my guest today is Marva Robinson. She's a licensed licensed clinical psychologist here in St. Louis. She's also an adjunct faculty member at Webster University. She's a member of the Association of Black Psychologists, and she's helping us solve family disputes this Thanksgiving. And boy, there seem to be even more than usual. We do need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. And now back to our conversation. We're talking about handling the holidays with your relatives and friends, especially when you're not all on the same page when it comes to COVID-19 precautions. My guest is Marva Robinson. She's a licensed clinical psychologist and also an adjunct faculty member at Webster University. I want to go to the phone lines. Zach is calling from St. Louis. Um, Zach, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. How are you handling all this? What's What's your situation? Um, so I've been a pizza delivery driver for the entirety of the pandemic. Well, God bless you for that. And that is that is the Lord's work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate a lot when customers uh, uh, will, are happy whenever I leave pizzas on their doorstep and then stand off the porch while they grab it. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate 
doing the social distancing. But my job still has me exposed because I'm in contact with so many people mm-hmm. and I can't necessarily stay for the safety of my coworkers. And so my family, even if we are doing a smaller family gathering, we're only going to have about eight people instead of the 20 something that we normally do on Thanksgiving. And I'm still very conflicted about whether or not I should be going. Hmm. That's hard. So you feel like you might be putting other people at risk um, if you go to even this eight person Thanksgiving. Yeah, with the amount of cases on the rise, and even if I were to get tested by the time that I were to get the results back, I would have worked another couple days and still be more exposed. Yeah, boy, that is a tough situation. Um, Marva, thoughts on on dealing with Zach's conflicted feelings over what sounds like a pretty responsible gathering, and yet, as he says, he's running into all sorts of people through his job. Right. And so I I can appreciate the fact that he is thinking about his loved ones, Uh, maybe having a conversation with them um, and talking about what your exposure risk has been like. Um, They may be able to also help him in making that decision as to what he should do. Um, But ultimately, it sounds like he wants to put um, his family's health as a priority and err on his side of caution. And I'm sure no one could blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Zach, it does sound like you're kind of leaning towards thinking that you shouldn't go. Are, are we reading that right? Uh, a little bit. I'm like I've I've signaled that I'll probably be going, but I'm still rethinking it in this week. And as we keep hearing the news and how it doesn't seem to be getting any better, and wondering if because I hate gambling to begin with, so I don't like <laughs> gambling in real life. You know? Yeah, and Marva, right, this right. would be a little bit of a gamble for Zach to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that was a part of my statement um, in the last segment is about that, you know, where which side would you like for the remorse or the guilt to lie on, you know, feeling bad for not going or feeling bad if you inadvertently contributed to a, a worse situation. And so, you know, that is the attitude that I think um people are wanting to have is really thinking this through the pros and the cons and then making a decision based on safety. Um, Zach, well, thank you for sharing uh, the situation that you're in. And thank you for delivering those pizzas. We, we rely on people yes, like you. Yes, thank and, you. Yes. <laughs> and we wish you the <laughs> best you. of luck as, as you navigate the situation. Thank you, for, thank you for taking my call and for the support. Thank you so much. Let's Thank go. Uh, yeah, that was a great call. And just, uh, boy, so hard to hear what people are dealing with right now. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Marianne is calling from St. Louis. Marianne, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Thank you. I, uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for taking the call. I just wanted to say that I think you can make a new holiday out of this and call it a COVID Thanksgiving. My daughter-in-law's family has the best plan yet. They're going to have turkey sandwiches around a, a bonfire. Mm. That's that sounds wonderful. Um, I assume they're going to be very distant around that bonfire, which which obviously is key. Um, but Marva, what about this idea of just turning this into something different, not even trying to to take up these old traditions, but doing something new? You know what? Um, even prior to COVID, that has always been my angle with a lot of the patients that I work with, um, especially those who get overwhelmed with Thanksgiving. They see it as a lot of work. Um, my push is always turn it into the holiday that you would want it to be. Um, if Thanksgiving is about being thankful and having a great experience, then what does that look like for you? And for some, it doesn't include doing dishes or cooking. It, it looks like maybe catching a movie or or renting something or or 
painting, you know? So I, I agree. Um, being creative this year is definitely the goal. Um, trying out new recipes or the, you know, the immediate family talking about what fun activities they'll do. So yeah, I mean, I, I am definitely all for leaning on creativity so that you can still enjoy the time um, and, and not so much focus on what you're missing, but keeping the focus on what you do have and what you're thankful for. We want to thank Marianne for that call and that creative suggestion. If you can pull off a bonfire, boy, does that sound fun. Um, And I'm going to go back to the phone lines here in a moment, but I do want to invite you to join us. Our lines are now open. And if you have thoughts on how to navigate this or or want to spill some family gossip about how you're dealing with this, you can join us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Marva, one other thing I wanted to ask you about before I I go back to the phone lines here. And that is, I've heard from some people that they're hearing from older relatives. um, You know, people want to take precautions and not expose these older relatives. And the older relatives are saying, you know what, I would rather have this holiday with you. I'm willing to take this risk. I've had a very long life. And if the COVID-19 kills me, that's fine by me. What should people say if this is a message that they're getting from older relatives? Should they listen to that? Or do we need to protect them even if they're not sure they want to be protected? Well, the question is, would you want to be the family member that contributes to them being taken out, so to speak? Um, (laughs) While the older family members may feel that way, that's also a... Um, a guilt, so to speak, that the individual would have to live with. So yes, I can I can understand why they were saying, you know, I can't, you know, it's been 10 months, let's just meet together already. But, you know, it, it goes the other way as well. Do you want to be the one that has to live with that? Um, and I think a part of the desire to just go ahead is out of the desperation of how long we've been dealing with this. And so this is really the time to kind of think, you know, am I making a decision from a rational place or just out of frustration and anxiety? Mm-hmm. And so best decisions are made when they're not made in emotion. Boy, that's a that's a great thing to remember in all facets of life here. Let's go back to the phone lines. Brennan is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Brennan, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, What's your situation as as we head into Thanksgiving? So uh, I'm uh, a healthcare worker here, and my job is essentially uh, testing people for COVID, making sure that their symptoms are dealt with. Um, So it's been kind of an interesting year. Oh, I bet you you've probably Mm, seen a a lot of a lot of drama and a lot of a lot of very serious issues. Right. We we've seen. You know, I work in urgent care, so I'm not you know in the hospitals day in day out, but we still see some pretty uh, tremendous cases, and um, we we you know it shocks us with the reality of what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So, how are you dealing with this? I imagine you probably have a, a high chance of of being exposed to this in your line of work. Right. So, I, I just heard the story of uh, someone, the pizza delivery man, who's afraid of exposing his family, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of have that same confliction going into the holidays. Uh, I'm from California originally, and my family is encouraging me to fly back just because they haven't seen me in forever. Mm. Um, but, you know, going into an airport or being in close proximity with anyone else is always concerning, given how much exposure I might have. Yeah. So where are you leaning on all this? Do you think you're going to give in to your family's desires, or do you think you'll stay here in St. Louis for the holiday? Well, I, I think uh, I'll have to give in uh, to the family's desires. I, um, 
really still deciding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's at a certain point, uh, I know the risks that I'm taking, and I hope everyone else is educated on the risks that they're taking. And uh, that's all I can all I can hope for. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a great point. And Brennan, thank you for that. Marva, thoughts on, on Brennan's situation here? Well, yeah, so that's a tough one. Um, but it sounds like he's very clear about the risks that he's taking. Um, and I'm sure that in his job he has on full PPE, um, he would probably take those same measures in the airport. Um, mm-hmm. But it sounds like he's kind of weighed the pros and cons and have, you know, just about settled um, on going to see family. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people have these tough decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it's it's that really grappling with the pros and the cons, um, weighing the risks versus the reward and, and making a decision um, and, and making sure that those you'll be with are very much aware um, of what your risk factor may be. Yeah, and it, it sounds like Brennan may want to also have a conversation if he hasn't already. And, and frankly, it sounds like he has. But just to assess what is the risk factor each of his family members is going to be bringing into this. Um, he needs to be mindful not just of himself, but what kind of exposure right. they had. Yeah, yeah, because then he has to come back home mm-hmm. to do a very important job, right? And so... <laughs> yeah, we need, we need our urgent care workers. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, Brennan, thank you for that call. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Um, Jay Zhu is calling from St. Louis. Um, uh, you're on St. Louis on the air. Welcome. Hey, what up, everybody? Hope everybody's in good energy during this time. It yeah. sounds like you have good energy. That's It's great to hear that that yeah. joy in your voice. What are you Absolutely dealing with this? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your situation this Thanksgiving? Well, uh, I have a fairly newborn. Uh, she's eight months, me and my wife. Uh, she, she was born probably about a week after the whole lockdown started. Here. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, that's, Congratulations. Uh, that's, that's our little Rona baby. So how are you navigating this, this holiday? You've got this little baby. I'm sure everybody wants to see this little baby. Everybody wants to see her. Everybody wants us to stop by, say hello. They uh, want to hug her, kiss her, you know. And if it was anything other than this time, that would be the idea for me and my wife but it's kind of been difficult because uh now the holidays are coming up we haven't really she hasn't my baby hasn't hasn't met a lot of our family yet and uh it's kind of just been a little rough uh, we're kind of in cahoots uh uh my wife is just like no let's just do our own thing and i kind of feel a little kind of a little salty because i'm like uh <laughs> like just wanting to be around my family and wanting to see <laughs> mm-hmm. people it's kind of like so like, of course, you know, happy wife, happy life. So uh, we'll be spending our Thanksgiving, you know, just as our household. But uh, it's hard to, to get that message across to my mom and aunties and uncles and, you know, people who just want to see their new addition to the family. Boy, you can't blame them for that, uh, Jezu. That is a, a hard situation there. Marva, yeah. he's decided happy wife, happy life. Do you think that's a good mantra? Yeah, I, I think that is a very good way to lean, sir. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a little bit about his call. Um, 
a, a very common situation. Um, so when I talk about creativity, you know, thinking outside of the box, that could be for him, you know, since there's family that haven't seen the baby, maybe collecting the pictures they've taken since she was born, having some cute pictures of her on Turkey Day. And then they can spend the time making picture collages that they will mail out as Christmas gifts. So they may not get to see her in person, but at least they can be creative around this holiday season to just send a little memento to let the family know that they are thinking of them. Hmm, that's a great idea. Jesu, do you think maybe something like that, um, there's some way to make them feel included, even if you're not all breathing on each other? Absolutely. I'd love to dress my baby up as a little turkey and just put <laughs> out a whole email blast to the whole St. Louis and just, just kind of let them know that, you know, uh, there's others that's going through the same thing right now. You know? Boy, mm-hmm. that's a, that's such a great attitude. And I have to see that little baby dressed up as a turkey. Please promise yes. me you will send that to talk at stlpublicradio.org because that is one of my favorite things is chubby babies who are dressed up like turkeys. So <laughs> thank you for that call. Um, boy, it's just, it's happy to hear about babies, even if, um, you know, that's obviously a complication for his family, but life goes on. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And there are still other ways of keeping the family abreast of the child's growth. That's a that's a great point to make. Let's go back yeah. to the phone lines. Uh, David is calling from St. Louis. Um, David, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hello. Thank you for calling, uh, taking my call. Yeah, thank you for joining us. So what's your situation? Well, we are a very small family with a lot of relatives scattered about. And we have a daughter who had covid Oh my! Returning from college, and she kind of has the uh, perspective that it's all over, and so she wants to invite people over and go out with people, and and she's totally prepared to return to normal. Where my wife and I are still um, using the utmost of caution, so we have planned to do a Zoom cooking with friends and family, and we're going to do some Zoom visiting over dinner, but we're definitely not doing any face-to-face where our daughter wants to do face-to-face with everybody all the time. Yeah. Is she disappointed that, that you and your wife are continuing to take these precautions? Um, she's, she's mildly offended ah. because we, we will only, uh, we try to social distance in the house with her. We insist that she wear a mask and that we wear a mask because that's what we've been advised to do because she's out and about. She's, she's living life as if it's, you know, it's over. You know, she's the one who's had it and we haven't. Yeah, that's, um, boy, that's a really tough situation. And and we actually got an email that feels very relevant. I want to read this here real quick, Marva, before I I turn the floor over to you. Karen in University City writes, I am concerned about how many people think that simply getting a negative test is enough to go back to normal. Twice this year, I've been exposed by people who thought they were okay because they had had a test, but the virus didn't show up until days later. There's a wide variety of test accuracy and virus incubation time. We all really need to go on the assumption that we have the virus and act accordingly. I've heard people say this even for people who've had it and recovered, like the situation that David's talking about here with his daughter. Um, But this is a tough situation emotionally in this household. Marva, thoughts on what David could do or should do here? 
Well, I think he and his wife are taking the correct stance. Um, in this one, it seems actually a little bit easier of a decision because they are the parents. It is their <laughs> <Good> household. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> um, and so ultimately what they say goes. Um, she may be disappointed now, um, but again, as her parents, they you know are able to make those decisions that are best for, for the household. So um, I'm sure it has probably led to some debates in the household. But again, um, it sounds like even her contracting it, it is enough reassurance for them that they are taking the right steps. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Well, thank you for sharing that situation, David. And I hope your, your household can find peace this holiday season. Yeah. Marva, last question for you here today. For some people, the fact that uh, they can't gather with extended family means that they're going to be by themselves for this holiday. And that's a tough situation in any holiday, but particularly this year when we all have just so much fatigue of being alone. What's your advice on, on having a nice solo holiday if if that's the situation people find themselves in? I would shift the focus. Um, You may be alone physically, but you don't have to be in spirit, right? So making a list of your favorite things and and engaging in those. There may be um, some new canning recipes you want to try that you've never had the time to do or a good book that you've always said, you know, when I get time, I'll do that or I'll read that, that now you can. I'm sure FaceTime and Zooms will be really popular. Some people may choose to binge watch on some of their favorite shows that they normally don't have time for. So Mm -hmm. this will really be, um, you know, a staycation where you can surround yourself with some of your favorite things, things you have not had time for, and just really take the time out for yourself and to be thankful. And also giving back is also great. You know, I've been wondering how will a lot of the shelters handle um, passing out meals. And so maybe checking in to see if what you would have normally cooked as a huge dinner, you may be able to drop off and and give to someone else. Boy, that's a great idea right there. And we do also want to note for people who are considering remote gatherings um, for this holiday, Zoom has announced that the normal 40-minute restriction on free meetings, they are lifting that on Thanksgiving Day. So you can talk to your family for three hours and they can all keep you can all argue about Trump and keep going and going and there's no cutoff and so that's something now that everybody has to look forward to but (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) so this has been so helpful talking to you today Uh, Marva Robinson I want to thank you so much for joining us oh thank you for having me and thank you to the callers and to your listeners this is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.